It's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. All the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is episode 291 of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. Tell you more about them shortly. Uh, a little bit of ambient noise in the background, Stephen, because we are once again firstly together as our, as is our commitment, we and we're in the same place as last week. We should ask them for a sponsorship. Like we're, we're here two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row at the uh, yeah, QT in all Sydney. The free publicity they're getting. I think we send them an invoice. <laughs> yeah, let's see if they pay it. I don't think they will. Um, so we're uh, we're just uh, we're here an hour early for a lunch uh, with our good mates at Alcatel. Uh, here at the QT Hotel, but more importantly, we're here to bring you the latest technology news here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, I think we kick it off this week with um, Samsung's TV launch, which is. There's so much to it in terms of uh, timeliness and, and information. Timeliness first, Stephen. Geez, they brought this thing forward, it feels like. It's not normally this far forward and LG's is conveniently in a couple of weeks. Yes. Um, just felt it felt less uh, less big than in previous like normally they'd have a large you know event it, it no but it was it was just a sit down table dinner you weren't there I was you, you were too you had a radio one of us show. has a radio yeah. show okay oh, sorry. but I was there and it was actually it was held at the opera house this the event last time they had a big thing at the opera house for the galaxy s5 or something it was like a thousand people in yeah. a theater and you know this was just all tech I'm sure they would have had a lifestyle media mm. event as well but it was appropriately appropriately big enough <laughs> If I can say that, that's <laughs> and, the, and the timing, <laughs> and the timing of it was, I think it was about the same time as last year. That this is TV season. No, we mate, all know. I'm, we all know. Mate, I'm telling you, this is early. So you're saying that they're trying to cut L- LG's grass? Is Correct. It? Yeah, because LG's got the wallpaper thin one coming out in a couple of weeks. Oh. They're they're desperate to make sure they keep the headline on them because you know they've got a bit of a flow going on here. If they they've got the TV now, we've got the uh, the phone in a couple of weeks. So I think that they've got a bit of momentum. But and maybe we'll talk a little bit either now or later. Thank you. Um, just getting our drinks delivered. Thank you so much. We should definitely do it here every week. Um, there is there is a, a real head to head battle going on with LG and Samsung now. Interestingly, LG is nowhere near Samsung in the TV market, and then absolutely nowhere near them in the mobile phone market yet. They rightly act like they are, and they are literally going head-to-head. It's really interesting. So QLED. Q stands for quantum, as in quantum dot... QLED. It's QLED. Oh, it still looks like OLED with a little dash through yeah, it, though. No, yeah. it um, like, I don't know whether that was intended or not. But, oh, do you they've think? Had, they've had quantum dot for a couple of years. This is my point, right? Quantum dot's not new. They've had it for a couple of years. Last year, we had a quantum <laughs> physicist tell about the bloody TV, right? <laughs> it was riveting material, too. Oh, wasn't and, it? What? And but, they've added alloy now to the quantum dot. It's alloy, quantum dot alloy material. Well, why isn't it called QALED? So my point is that they, I believe, they have changed the branding to QLED specifically to take... LG on at the OLED level because OLED is a different technology and I don't know about you but I've had questions all week about people saying so should I get LED or QLED it's the same bloody thing with with the quantum dot right LED on steroids but uh, like in terms of the like forget what you call it forget how it works just looking at this TV it's a remarkable improvement from their TV just a year ago 
So the QLED has, has got really great colour, great brightness as well, because we live in Australia. It's a very we've got a lot of sun, sunny days in our mm. country. We live in open plan houses that are bright. So the, this is a TV that's got their Q9's got 2,000 nits brightness, which is twice as much as last year's television. Yeah. It's also got 100% colour volume, and what that means in in a nutshell is that the colours are expressed accurately no matter what kind of brightness it's at. So yeah. it's like when you take a Coke can out in the sun, it's going to be really red. In a dark room, it's not very red. But the colour of the Coke can hasn't changed, has it? That was the example. Of no, that, that I, I, I hear. So yeah. here's the thing about brightness and nits and all that kind of stuff and, and new quantum dots. When you sit down in front of the TV and watch a movie. So I sat down yesterday and I watched... Uh, San Andreas, which is the same movie the I watched TV. on the last yeah. year's Samsung, right? And I'm sitting there going, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, in fact. But I think in the everyday use, I'm, not, I'm still not, I'm not, I'm not sure it just jumps out at you. Yeah. Oh, you've got to remember, though, people aren't buying people a TV watching. two years ago and buying a new one now. Of course not. These course are, not. People that are buying these have got five-year-old TVs and will be spectacularly blown away. I think, mate, and we'll talk about pricing at the end, but I think forget the uh, forget the nits and the quantum dots. I think the, there's two key features of the Samsung TVs which they should be pushing. The first one is their interface. It's brilliant. And yes. The same as last year, been moved yeah, forward yeah. a little bit, but yeah. oh, we've got one at home. We've been like we've been using it as our basic TV. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable their interface. So and they've matched LG on that now. But the number one thing about this TV this year. They've always had this, or for the last couple of years, they've had this single cable running down from the TV to your entertainment unit. Invisible cable. This year, it's mm. basically a little fibre optic cable. It's a yeah. tiny little cable. I didn't see it until I went up close to the TV. But the, they've also got now also the zero gap wall mount. So if you want to mount it, and they actually did a demo, that the mounting the TV it would take you 10 minutes, and you can do it on your own. It's really easy to do. The visible cable, another great feature. Zero yeah. gap wall mounting. I yeah. wonder where they got that idea from. Well, you know, they wanted to give people the option of mounting They're it on the wall. They're about to go head-to-head with a company that has a wallpaper-thin TV. I think it's smart. I think but everyone I think should be looking at these kind of mounting solutions. Well, let's talk prices, okay? Pricing, oh. the, the OLED, we don't know what it's going to be, but if it's under $10,000, i am a monkey's uncle, right? If it's under ten, dollars no, it's a $15,000 exactly TV. Exactly right. But the Q9, which is the top-of-the-range Samsung TV, starts at 9500 I that's think for the that 65 is inch, yeah, 88 inches, forty thousand. Thousand, that's right. And 75 inches, a lazy fifteen thousand. So, if they're talking price to price with LG, if they want to have a price war, I think they're they're in the same ballpark. If you're looking at that high end market, the OLED is obviously not going to be for your average mum and dad to buy the wallpaper OLED, mm. and these TVs aren't either. So, if it just comes down to picture quality. And wow factor, who's going to win that? Okay, well, let, let me put this to you then. Okay, a QLED Q9, their best TV at 65 inches, let's call it nine and a half grand. If LG's OLED, because remember the OLED will come out at, at five, 55 inch and 65. If the, it, I think it's just is it only sixty five they're bringing out. I think it's only just sixty five. Oh, okay, right. Oh, oh the wallpaper, just, of yeah, course. Yeah, the wallpaper. Got to remember OLED. that yeah. OLED comes in a bunch of different form factors. Yeah. The wallpaper, yeah. mate, a, it could be twenty grand. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The people buying that are going to buy that no matter what the price. Yeah. But if you were buying a twenty seventeen. LG OLED 65-inch TV, not the wallpaper one, just the you yes. know standard mount. Yep. And it was nine thousand. It's going to be. And it was nine thousand five. It, mate, it's going to be, be cheaper, cheaper than that. Yeah. I wouldn't buy so a QLED. An OLED will be cheaper than a QLED. I think that's Samsung. QLED. That is Samsung pretending they're better mm. just based on their brand. But big but comes in here. The Q7, 
which is, isn't obviously as good as the Q9. It's the flat TV as well. How's it different other than the number of well, nits? It's not as bright, uh, and that is nearly half the price. So it's That's what I'm saying. Is it just the brightness, though? It, it is the brightness. I think there are other couple of features which off the top of my head I can't remember, but if, you're, if you just want to think, go and buy a new 2017 TV, the Q7 would do... 80% of customers say it. No, at at 65 inches, it's six and a half grand. Six in in half. three or four months, it'll be six grand. Well, it probably and some retailers might knock that down to five, triple nine. You don't, you don't know if retailers might just have it, they just might smash it down. So I think that's kind of where the, the that's their bread and butter there, the Q7. Q8 is the curved, which funny enough, other brands have abandoned curved TVs, yet Samsung, and this is them telling me, sell 40% of their stock is curved. And, but that's in this space, right? In the Q7, Q, yeah. no, but in the Q7, Q8, Q9, 40% of that might be because of their premium range. In the rest of the world of TVs, no one's buying the bloody things, right? So, look, I think it's, I think the pricing is um, huge. Yeah, <laughs> um, look, it's not surprising. Pay for what you get. And I've got to say, remarkable TV. The no, quality no. of the TV, remarkable. Yeah. You, you will be stunned how good it is. I just, um, and I don't think, uh, you know, a few hours watching movies is going to do it for me. I think mm-hmm. I, so you've I been, need... you've had this at home, have you? No. Okay. No. Because I'm checking into a hotel to watch it tonight. Yeah, so am I. Yeah. Well, tonight. Bringing Jackson no, tonight. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? You'll be down at we'll the old hangout. The boys will hang out. Well, I've got the radio show. Do you want to look after Jackson for a few sure. hours? Well, you can watch TV with me. <laughs> as long as he doesn't mind watching the footy or something. <laughs> well, I don't want to break it to you, mate. Does he like footy or something? I, I just don't want to break it to you. Yeah. There's no free-to-air plugged into the TV. Uh, that, that could be an issue. Then. I'd be staying that's at a home. Deal, that's a deal breaker. <laughs> I'd be ringing up, and can you ring on my behalf as well and ask them to make sure that the TV's plugged in? Because when I popped in yesterday for a quick look, yeah. and all you could do is play the Xbox and Blu-ray. Okay. That's it. I'll be bringing plenty of my own material. <laughs> movies, I mean. <laughs> I'm talking about movies. The what sort of movies? 4K blue movies, okay. Not but home movies. Oh, sorry, you're going. And and yeah, there's no there's no but pay no, TV. I'll buddy. just have to bring the uh, the old the old iPad and watch Foxtel Foxtel Go. Fair enough. On the go. Anyway, I think that. So you're there tonight, eh? We could have recorded this tonight, mate. <laughs> we were running around like madmen trying to get the time together. We could have done it tonight. Good anyway. news is people can be listening to this tonight Absolutely. now that we finally Absolutely. got it out this week. Um, but in in bottom line, they are a beautiful TV. Quality is amazing. I just wonder what will happen at this price point in a retail store yeah. when people are faced with the OLED versus QLED yeah. challenge. It's, it's, I, I, it'll be an interesting one, actually, to put them side by side, the LG. And one thing that Samsung didn't even mention was the black level on their TVs. That I know, and, and with, with respect to LG, they, they, of course it's OLED, it's got really deep blacks, but I'll tell you what, the Samsung QLED black level, Wow. Incredible OLED-like black levels. So interesting to see the head-to-head comparison. Well, we we wait to get that opportunity. Um, Full review or full full pricing details at uh, techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. Reviews as they come, and uh, you can check those out uh, on our websites. Keep in touch with us on Twitter at Trevor Long and at Stephen Fennick. Um, I said um, someone tweeted me like a narky. Uh, with oh, yeah. a pH, PH yeah. I say, is that, do, you, do you not yeah. like it when I say that? No, no I don't I mind. It's, I, I, don't I just mind. instinctively. I think, I think our listeners know my name. I don't need to say it anymore. No, I don't think so. Yeah, okay. I think I think they know my name and how it's spelled. But yeah, some who, I forget the guy's name, but he's smart ass. It, it, it was actually quite a funny little tweet because he said pH spelled Fennick with a pH. Yeah. So it looked quite funny. But okay, yeah. Stephen Fennick. If you if you find a difference, is there another Stephen Fennick with a with a V? Oh, maybe, but. I'm I'm the only S T E P H E N Fennick. There's no one or anything by my name. I got in and early and got that. 
as I am on Instagram too. I'm, on Instagram, I'm still. Oh, I'm, I'm not like an AU after my name, like some other people I know. <laughs> Fair enough. Thanks for your time. Uh, two blokes talking tech. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, it was interesting news from Telstra yesterday and great news for regional and rural Australians when they announced they'd just completed their 100th black spot upgrade. So they're they're part of a federal government program called, funny enough, the Mobile Black Spot Program, where they've got to plan 577 sites in Australia. And the 100th happened to be in colour in in Victoria, in Victoria's southern Grampians to be precise. And uh, Andy Penn was there, Telstra CEO, your mate Andy. And uh, he was uh, he was on hand to say, well, this is just part of the big plan they've got. And as a result of these hundred black spots, there's more than fifty thousand square kilometres of improved mobile mobile coverage for regional users. And we take for granted how good the mobile coverage is here. We don't live out out in the middle of nowhere where. You would argue I do. Well, <laughs> uh, but the, these, these, and I've had a lot of people replying to my Facebook post of this saying, oh, we still can't use the phone where I live. It's all the negative comments saying, I wish they'd get the move, move there, you know what, and hurry up and do it out here. But uh, I think, look, they're, they're moving in the right direction. And this, I understand, is a program where other telcos can co-invest yeah. in this program so that they can all use the... Well, yeah, so basically what, what happened is the, each of the telcos gets to put in a bid to say, we want to we wanna build these sites and the government allocates money to each of the telcos. So Vodafone, Optus and Telstra have all got funding for different sites. Um, Vodafone's going to build some sites up near my mum's place, for example, Optus. Right. I spoke to a bloke... There was a sad lack of coverage when we were that's, there last that's year. That's the beauty of the Walk Road yeah, Hotel, yeah, Stephen. Yeah. Um, I spoke to a bloke last night on the radio show called um, Trevor Wright, and he uh, runs... No. I thought you would have had Andy Penn. Didn't Andy no. Penn grace you on for his show, mate? Mate, he's been on too often. Go away. Okay. <laughs> Listen. Um, Overexposure? Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. me. Overexposure? <laughs> wow. Um, anyway, so Trevor Wright runs a little uh, little aeroplane company called Wright's Air in William Creek, South Australia. 15-hour drive north of, of Adelaide, right? So you draw a line from Brisbane across, it's in the middle of the country. Now, they have had no uh, mobile data service. They've got like a, a voice. Probably, probably no service. power being in South Australia oh, as well. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh, but fair. Anyway, this bloke's basically bought the whole town. He owns the pub, he owns everything. There's like four houses there, right? Anyway, so he's filthy about this. And over time, he's lobbying the telcos and the government. And some bloke called Vin from Optus gets Vin. right on board. And they've installed a little satellite dish on his airplane hangar and a little mobile tower as a part of the mobile blackboard yeah. program. And they've now got three kilometres of, of coverage. He says the data speeds are better than the NBN at some times because they've got satellite NBN as well. And now workers in his pub, let alone visitors on their drive through to yeah. Udnadatta or wherever they're going, can now Facebook, they can yeah. get in touch with people, they can check the maps, they can do all those things. That's what the mobile blackboard program covers. Isn't it amazing that, like I said before, how we take for granted our connectivity? Yeah. But when you don't have it, what... Is, don't you feel lost? Like imagine, like your kids, my kids have had the internet their whole life, yeah. and it's an expectation, not not a not a not a bonus. Like we, when when we first got it, we thought, wow, yeah, this is handy. Well, what about this? Uh, completely off subject, but I saw a, a tweet this morning that Chris Rock, you know, comedian Chris Rock's got a show coming up, and it's a no phone zone. 
Now, when you check in, yeah, when you check in, you're given, I can't remember the brand, but you get some sort of special pouch that you have to put all your devices into. Which which you then keep. It's magnetically sealed. You can't touch your phone. Yeah, you keep it. And then if you want to get to your phone, you have to go out to the lobby and get it unsealed, use the phone there, and then go back in. So they used the same thing for the Rogue One screenings last year. So the guy put my phone and my son was with me. We put them in together. Sealed it up, and I, and I thought I handed it into him. He goes, "No, no, you hold it. You can only unlock it when you come out again. It's, a, it's like a really super magnetic yeah, lock. So they don't have to run yeah. a cloakroom, yes. but they've but they've so covered off the the knee. Smart. Yeah, that's good. And so, so, so you would you want people to film it, or doesn't want people to record it and share it? I don't know, but I, I'd struggle, mate. I'd be I'd be really? having the shakes, mate. <laughs> I'd be having the shakes <laughs> after two hours. Yeah, really. Oh well, you know when we saw when we saw like Rogue One. And like the, you're thinking, wow, my phone's right here. I can't, and I can't get to it. That was a little bit off-putting, but because there was uh, would have been plenty of stuff I'd love to tweet about it. But anyway, it, anyway, was, tel- it was only a short time. Back on topic, Telstra have hit their hundred sites. Um, yeah. the, the total number is is quite large. Vodafone had a huge number of the first round sites. There's still many more sites to be rolled out, but good, a good initiative. Million dollars, it's worth. My, my only concern is that uh, with government funding, I. Th- I think it should have been done so that when Telstra builds the site, they have to be – they're forced basically to lease access at a price yeah. to Optus and Vodafone because you've got this tower going up in bloody William Creek with yeah. with Optus coverage. What if you're a Telstra customer and you want to do something? So it's a it's just a bit weird that we spend government money on something that doesn't benefit everyone. So that's and, a bit strange. Meanwhile, we're all wondering when the NBN's going to get to certain parts of the country too. So – this, I'm not uh, wondering. It's on the website, nbnco.com.au. Mate. Please, please, don't, waiting, mention, we'll please don't mention patient. the NBN this week. I've had a rough, yeah, rough week yeah. talking with trolls and complete idiots um, on the interwebs. Is it a troll-free day today, mate? Didn't you get a break today? Uh, Today's troll free day, isn't it? I just, anti-bullying day today. Oh, no, I bully back. Yeah, there you go. Jeez, don't mess with Trevor. I'm going to troll you myself now to see what happens. And if anyone from Internet Australia is listening, I still want to know who funds you, how many members you've got. And by the way, I joined. I'm now a member. I see everything. Uh, Two blokes talking to. Well, Stephen, a couple of dramas with batteries this week Um, and, and very different stories. Let's handle them separately. The ATSB, Australian Transport Safety Bureau, um, put out a, a, an important reminder to people about how to keep and store batteries on flights and not to put them in your stowage and all this kind of stuff. Be careful if they, you drop them down your seat. All That's that. one mistake people make, yep. especially in business class, which I've heard about. Is <laughs> that, <laughs> one day you'll hear about economy. <laughs> is that if it goes down the side of your seat... The first thing people try to do is to actually recline the seat so they can look underneath. Yeah, that can crush, crush the phone and pierce yeah. the battery. So this uh, earlier in the week, an Australian woman was in Beijing. She got on an Air China flight. We've now confirmed what airline it was. An Air China flight to, uh, heading to Melbourne. Two hours into the flight, she hears a loud bang, turns and realises it's her bloody it's ear that's yeah. on fire, basically. Her headphones are on yeah. fire. They get thrown to the floor. Her hair's singed. Her face is blackened. Yes. And the flight attendants put... Hand put the phones in, in a bucket of water and then they put them in a sealed case and the flight continues and she comes home. It just stinks of burnt plastic and electronics. And singed yeah. hair, which yeah. is an awful smell. Terrible. So here's my problem with this. There's no information about what headphones she had. Well, and we do, we do uh, know and that it's her, they were her headphones. Yeah. They yep. weren't and, airline issues. And, and there's no information about what batteries they were because what yeah. we do know is they, they aren't um, – it isn't the battery. It's not an internal battery to the headphones. They're removable batteries, yeah, so they're like double A's. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're double A batteries essentially. Now – I can see there's oh. some speculating we can do here. 
Oh, yeah, we like could break down the brands. Speculate. Yeah. Oh, spe- they're, not they're not the Sonys. They're, well, the only other brand, if they're noise cancelling, yeah. that takes a AAA battery are the Bose... QC25s. QC25s, yeah, yeah. The over-ear ones. Yeah. QC35s have now have internal battery yes. with, with the USB charge. Charging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, interesting. The QC25s, brand, yeah. QC25s are the most common on the market, I yeah. would argue. Yeah. Now, let, this, is like oh, one, this is a very uncommon thing. Totally. It's, it's, yeah. But here's the problem. Right, it happened, and and yeah, yeah. and we don't know why it happened. Yeah. And I rang the ATSB; they're not investigating. I rang CASA; they're not putting out a warning. Ago. It happened like five weeks. They're ago. not investigating because mm-hmm. happened on an Air China plane, not their problem. Happened yeah. not over Australian yeah, airspace, yeah. not their problem. Not their problem yeah. So look, oh, it does worry me a little bit that some batteries exploded and we don't know why. Yeah, that that troubles me a touch. Yeah, but then we move on to the second story, which is a bloke in Queensland goes on a mobile phone repair mm-hmm. store with his iPhone, iPhone yeah. six, I think it is. Yeah. Um, and he's standing there, he's got the phone in his hands and it just, poof, smoke pours out of him. He throws it on the bench in front of him and uh, fire extinguisher down and it, the screen's popped off it and it's, it's, it's nightmarish. It was a damaged phone though, wasn't it? Here's the thing, right? I'm, you know, not a rap on News Limited and Fairfax at the best of times, but <laughs> the, the headline... Oh, well, mate, the headline yeah. was like an iPhone was exploding yeah. and this was a risk. This was a Samsung-style risk. Now, clickbait, they call it's, it. I mean, it's just so low because the fact is, you look at the video and I could see the bloke squeezed it for a start. I'm like, hang on, what, what happened there? Squeezed he squeezed He squeezed the screen. He, like, he's pushed on the screen, right? And I'm, That's a bit weird. Yeah. And then you see the top shot and you realise it's a smashed screen. And not yeah. a crack, I mean yeah. smashed screen. Yeah. And so I read some comments like, oh, there should be a recall. No, 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 calm down, everyone. It's awful. It's, we're glad everyone's okay. But the screen most likely damaged the battery when it was broken, and he just literally set it off at that last minute. Could have happened anywhere. Could have happened any time. Um, I don't think all iPhones are affected. I think it's just a reminder to people that when you smash your screen that bad, you may have done internal, internal damage this, to the battery. This isn't the first time. I remember reading and writing a story about an iPhone that smoked up a battery on a plane that like three, four years ago. It was an iPhone 4. So it, it's not it's not impossible for this to happen. It's not very common, but the, for people to call for an iPhone recall is ridiculous. Just like the headphone brand, which we can speculate what it was, it, it wasn't at fault either. Uh, it, it's and in the case of the Samsung, the Note Seven, everyone of course thought about how many times we, did you fly during the last six months? Exactly. Have you got a Note Seven? Don't bring it on. A couple of years ago, it was a hoverboard you couldn't take on board. Now you've got to remember, even with Samsung. And my info is that the number of incidents that occurred compared to the number of devices sold could have could have they could have even gone ahead without a recall. They could have gone ahead and just watched phones explode across the world. It just became such a viral thing where any little error with a phone, and there were three million of them in the market. Was was a massive story, and of course they did the right thing. They didn't want to take a chance, and they recalled them. But you know, it is it's become a literally a hot topic this week. The batteries. So uh, we're uh, we've covered it all in uh, the, the the headphones, the iPhone. As, as long as it doesn't happen to us, I think is what people are probably thinking. As long as it does happen to me. And, and thankfully, all the people involved are okay. Absolutely. Uh, read about those stories at techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au.
Now, we live in a world where our connected devices have become an indispensable tool of our lives, introducing the Netgear Nighthawk X10 smart Wi-Fi router. Built using the latest in Wi-Fi technology, the X10 allows users to get faster Wi-Fi speeds using multiple devices simultaneously, and it's perfect for 4K streaming, virtual reality, and super-fast data transfers. The X10 features the latest in 11AC and 11AD network technology, allowing users to wirelessly transfer data at 4.6 gig a second. This means your 4K video will take seconds, not minutes, to transfer. The Nighthawk X10 smart Wi-Fi router is also built to meet the needs of today's connected home. From connected deadbolts, smart lights, Arlo Wi-Fi cameras, the four powered active antennas reduce interference and intelligently direct Wi-Fi across large distances. The Nighthawk X10 is the first router with the Plex media server built in. Plex organises all of your video, music and photo collections and gives you instant access to your content using an always-on router. Wirelessly stream 4K video to any device jitter-free for the ultimate family movie night. The Netgear Nighthawk X10 smart router contains quad-core processor for unparalleled speed and power to keep up with your fast-paced lifestyle. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Netgear Nighthawk X10, the world's fastest Wi-Fi router. Well, today being, we're recording on a Friday, it's actually the National Day of Action Against Bullying and Violence. Oh, I want so you out of the room today. then. That's today. Well, well, you out of the room. It is, uh, it is, uh, actually it is. Lighten up, Steve. I know, well, no, I, I'm actually going to be a bit serious now because this is a pretty serious topic, especially, we can we can joke around all we want, but it, it is, it is a, a thing that's actually gone out of control a little. Sorry, Dad. With uh, with all with all the, the, the people that are affected, let, let's just pick school school age kids for a start right the people affected have they've known nothing different than having the internet in their life when, when we were kids when i was a kid not that i got bullied but if you if you were bullied it was during school hours nine to three you got home you're good with this cyber bullying now it can be a 24 7 problem and the issue has has reached tragic tragic heights because there have been some kids that have committed suicide parents and families in in in, in yeah, stressed you out you can't deny the suicide rates in younger people um there's a correlation of some form absolutely to right. the the online world yeah absolutely right so norton this week released some some tips for not only for for kids but also for parents and, and it's one thing where a parent can maybe sense whether their child is being bullied. If, if you ask, any parent can ask a child straight out and oftentimes they're denied. The child might say, no, I'm okay. But there are signs that you look for. I'll put them on tech. I won't go through all of them right now. But it's really important that the parent's there to help sort of safeguard their child against this problem. And if it is occurring, to do something about it, yeah. to to report them, recognise it when it happens, record the time, report the website that it's happening on. Yep. Little tips like that. Will, and hope, the more people speak up about it and against it, mm. the better the chance of it being totally gone yes. and reducing it. Speak up about it, speak to each other about it, talk to your kids about it, Absolutely. read this kind of information to stay informed and educated. It's the best thing you can do and, and it's look, uh, good advice. The, the thing I think people need to remember, a very simple thing that I was taught, that I teach my kids, treat people how you like to be treated. So if you like getting called an idiot online and being bullied, then there's something wrong with you. So treat people how you like to be treated. I thought that was directed at me, pretty much. Anyway, Two Blokes Talking Tech. Good tips at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, just quickly before we get to your minute reviews, I thought it was interesting this week that TAG announced, TAG Hoya, Hua, Hoya, 
announced uh, the second generation of their connected smartwatch. Can't remember what it's called. Something 45. Doesn't really matter. Fuse style, isn't it called? The, no. the connected modular 45. Connected modular 45. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. I just uh, called up the, yeah, called up the press. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. We don't even go to the details. But bottom line, it's Android Wear 2.0. It's an advance on last time. It's got tap and go payments, all that kind of stuff. It's an Android Wear watch, so it's going to have what every other watch has got, except it's a bloody tag. The construction, the design, so the accessories. It's $2,300. Now, is that you wearing one? No. Which is, you know, a lot of money for a smartwatch, but it's also not a lot of money for a tag, and you combine the two, it's, it's good value. But here's what I took out of this. I took out of this that the first one didn't fail. Uh, smartwatch market's not dead. Motorola are out. Huawei stayed in. Samsung are in. Apple's in. Apple yeah. talk about being the number two watch brand in the world. I think this is very interesting. I think it just shows it, yeah, and stay in it and keep well, pushing. I heard an interesting thing about the first watch, though. I, I was speaking to a gentleman who bought one, paid a couple of thousand for it, and there was a problem with it. And rather than, say, offer him a replacement smartwatch, they offered him a subsidised real tag, like a, like a proper not non-smartwatch mm. version of the phone, which I thought was rather odd. Rather than replacing the smartwatch, they said, well, here, take, take something that we know works really well, yeah, right. rather than the smartwatch. And maybe that's half the problem with the first yeah. generation of things. Maybe. But anyway, I, I, I don't know who'd, who'd be spending two and a half grand on a, on a smartwatch, but if you want to stand out from the crowd... I'd review one if they sent oh, me one. For, yeah. for a few years, for sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, detail that one up at eftm.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen, a couple of lovely reviews. First up, uh, a gaming laptop. I love this thing because it's it's actually a really good laptop as yes. well as its gaming performance. It's a it's powerful laptop. Absolutely, I quite like it. It's a fourteen inch uh, tablet. Uh, sorry, laptop, and it's got a really nice shape. It's not a massive tablet. Uh, nah, why do I keep saying tablet? It's not a massive laptop. It's a good size, but it is powerful. It's running an Intel Core i7 quad core processor. Uh, it's got an NVIDIA GeForce GTX graphics graphics card, so it could smash through your games and also editing video editing movie, uh, editing photos, it can really power through them as well. can even handle VR games if you've got a HTC Vive through the laptop as well. 16 gig of RAM on board, and it's pr- pretty thin. It's only 1.79 centimetres, so it's got this precision-cut CNC aluminium chassis. Yeah. So beautiful like display. And it's got uh, – what I really like about it is the chroma lighting. So the, the keyboard and all your play buttons, you can program to different colours. You can choose all these different colour effects on the keys – your USB ports even light up as well. You also get, uh, it's running Windows 10, of course, and it also comes with the FL 12, Studio 12 uh, application, which is one of the popular PC professional music uh, editing, music production suites on board as well. It's, uh, the display is available in full HD or 4K versions. Starts at twenty seven ninety nine ninety five, wow. which is, it's a powerhouse though. I think it's, you people pay... You, you, you get what you pay for, and in this case, if you're into your games and into your high-end editing, you can you can connect monitors and everything this thing to this and, and have a terrific experience either way. So that's a 14-inch razor blade, $27.99.95. Check it out, techguide.com.au. And if I had a dollar for every set of wireless headphones in my office right now, let alone um, currently free. for reviews, yes. unbelievable. The ones you've got are the, the kind of premium end, which is not just wireless, but wire-free. This is the Soul Republic Amps Air. So think AirPods, no wires at all, and all, all 
wire free, and these are a, f- a fair pair of earphones. I think the, number one, they're it's not a the very smallest. interesting opening well, well, review. I'll, I'll tell you that there's a couple of things that, and I said this in my review. There's a couple of features that made this prevented this from being a great pair of earphones and just, to just a good pair of earphones. First of all, the size of them—they're actually quite large. If you've got small ears, forget about it. They're, they're not going to—they're not going to work very well because they're—they're they're like two and a half centimeters across, and if you—if you, you've got room, you sort of twist them in to fit. In, I've got decent size ears, so they fit pretty well for me. Yeah, so, mate, they're, they're, they're completely fine. Don't be like that. I mean, obviously compared to your massive head. <laughs> They're also waterproof and sweatproof. Not that you'd know about the sweatproof. You don't do anything in the gym with your headphones. The, uh, the, they're also... They're, now, these, these can make and receive phone calls as well. Before I get to audio quality, to make and receive phone calls, they're rubbish. They're rubbish. <laughs> That's the, the best. The microphone is terrible. I did several oh. calls to different people. And you were next on my list to, to test it, but I'd already got enough feedback from the people I'd already spoken to. How many people? How far it down was, the list was it I? It was like it was like. How far down the list was I? You're about. Well, I bring my wife first, my brother, my dad, and then you were probably number oh, four. That's not five. bad. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah, but um, they all said the same thing. It sounds like you're talking to me from the other end of a tunnel. Mm-hmm. So the microphone isn't the best. So if you're thinking of using these on the phone a lot, these aren't the headphones for you. But on the audio side, very impressed. The level of bass was really strong. And to the point where if you had them full volume, it kind of drowns out everything else. And that's one advantage they had over the AirPods was that they've got a higher top volume. Like even the AirPods at full volume, yeah, they're not – if you're in a busy street, you can't hear music. That's, they're meant for a quieter environment. These don't have that problem, but the, the Catch-22 is, is the louder you have it, the more bass – goes in so i sort of had it at about three quarters the other issue i had was i couldn't tell which was left and right like the 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 little l and r and it's not because i I need glasses or anything but that you couldn't tell which was left and right i had to get a magnifying glass to read the letters on it properly Um, and there's the only control you have on the outside of the buttons is to play and pause and use siri but there's no navigation. Like I tried to double click to go forward, but that just yeah, brought yeah. Siri up. So there are those little issues. I think had if they had have sort of ironed them out a little bit better, these would have been like a four and a half out of five. But with those issues, uh, it sort of degraded them in the score a little bit. But overall, audio quality was above average. Uh, but those other features, unfortunately, yeah. let it down. Check it out, techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. All right, time for lunch and uh, enjoy the new products from our friends at Alcatel here at the QT in Sydney. See if we can manage to come back. Oh, no, next week we'll be at the Formula One. We'll record uh, live from the Formula One somewhere. But uh, anyway, next week we're at the Formula One. The week after that we're in New York for the Samsung event. So we've got a big couple of weeks coming up. Uh, two Blokes Talking Tech, thanks for listening. Two Blokes Talking exactly. Tech. Exactly, Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks to our sponsors, Netgear. We'll be back again next week. Yeah, I'll think about it. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.